You are now entering Zone 4. Please be seated and prepare to experience the Nerd Aristocracy. Any offenses encountered by today's broadcast will not be the responsibility of the Mars Civex Consolidated Drilling Corporation or its subsidiaries. Welcome to the Nerd Aristocracy, the podcast for all things nerd. Available worldwide at nerdaristocracy.com. The leaders of the nerd proletariat, your esteemed hosts, Jonathan Bell and Ryan Reinecke. Greetings, proletariat. Jonathan Bell alongside Ryan Reinecke for this, the first ever installment of the Nerd Aristocracy podcast. Yes, welcome to the winter edition, 2013. We'll be doing these seasonally now. Uh, um, it was so bad, proletariat, mm. uh, that that I had forgotten my intro for the show. We used to do it once a week, and then <clears throat> it's gotten to the point where we had not recorded an episode in so long that I looked at Ryan as the intro music started, and I said, Ryan, <laughs> what's the intro that I normally do? Yeah, we had to go back to the tapes yes. and listen to the last uh, intro from uh, Halloween Yes, the actual Halloween. The actual tapes. The last time we recorded an episode <laughs> was on reel to reel. We had to find the recorder and string it up, yes, and then uh, make sure the tightness wasn't too slack. It's in the basement of the local. College. I forgot my way to Jonathan's studio on the way here. That's I missed true. my exit and uh, got to see some of lovely Highway Forty Nine before I go. came here. Luckily, I know the back door to your place. So. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll be back with a summer edition <laughs> <laughs> sometime in April. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> so, what's happened? How was your Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's? Inauguration. Inauguration. Election. Sandy Hook. How yes. are those things for you? They, they were all, uh, I don't know, I found them to be very 2012. Yeah, they're so like, mm, yeah. last month. Antiquated yeah. and, and yeah. whatnot. You know, it's uh, professionally, it's been, uh, as you know, I am in real estate. I think most of the proletariat knows that is my, my jobby job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been, uh, been pretty slow the last several months of the year. And not a lot uh, of people buying houses right before Christmas. That's true. It is typically the holidays are the slowest part of the year. But, I mean, pretty much around the time of the our last podcast was the last time the the I I had significant activity, um, which is ironic because I go to work every day and I work at least nine hours a day. Yeah. So I'm there. Uh, the past couple of months, I've just been working nonstop on marketing. Like I worked my ass off trying to get stuff going on a daily basis. Uh, pretty much through December. And then when December came around, I was like, okay, well, instead of just twiddling my thumbs and waiting on the phone to ring, I'm going to uh, spend the downtime uh, getting some marketing stuff going. So Incubating when, your Right. Brand. So when it picks back up in February, I will not uh, have done nothing for the last two months. So that's mm-hmm. good. Got... Got a Facebook page going, started advertising on Facebook, uh, looked into some print marketing, did some some internet marketing elsewhere. You're actually um, doing like buy paid ads on yes. Facebook? Wow. How yes. I, I that's new to me. How is that? Um it's interesting because it's not very detailed or delineated. They pretty much say, How much would you like to spend a month? And you say <laughs> I don't know. What do I get for the different prices? You'll find out. And they say, how much would you like to spend per month? And I say, okay, I'll spend $30 a month. I'll spend a dollar a day, conservative, see how it starts out. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> you can, you can are probably much better at reading the, the, the numbers, the hard numbers than I am as far as you've gotten this many page views or it was your page was seen by this many people or this many people saw your ad or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, I think it's very deceiving. 
as it, far it as the is. numbers because go. I, yeah I'm I'm shit with statistics uh, I mean some nerdy tech stuff sure but like once you get into levels like that my brain just kind of fuzzes over but I know there's like a percentage like if a million people see your shit online maybe a hundred of them will buy it I mean it's some crazy ratio like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know uh, how to read all the the numbers. All I know is that uh, I thought I would be able to do very specific marketing. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to market to people that live in my region. To people that live in my region who have mentioned the following words in a status update in the last. Seven to 14 days. Boy, I need to buy a home. House, home, real estate, realtor, real estate agent, blah, blah, blah. But it's pretty, it's it's not that specific. It's, okay, I want to advertise to people in this zip code that have graduated from college. and But you'd like it to like sift through their all their posts. Yeah, you know, I'd like very word by word. very targeted advertising. You know, <clears throat> I want to if somebody on in our area code mm-hmm. has in their Facebook status, you know, anybody know a good realtor? I want to bombard that person with right. ads. Like I'll pay $20 or I'll pay $30 just to freaking take over that person's Facebook, as far as the ads go, and be like, boom, 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 ad, ad, uh, ad. It'll probably get there, but I mean, right now, I mean, just imagine, you would need a computer like the Whopper from War Games that would just be able to literally crunch through how many millions of users Facebook has every second to add to their database of, of words that throw certain flags, you know, who's looking for those particular phrases and stuff like that, and it may get there. I think they want to get there because they recently had some kind of change where they were going to be scanning uh, people's timelines for more target targeted ads. Yeah, but I mean, look at Google. Like, Google's ads is so specific. Like, I could Google, you know, drumsticks, mm-hmm. and then I could be on a page about politics and ads for drumsticks would be all over that fucking thing. You drumstick you know in politics? I mean? Yeah. Uh, well, because Google's been in the fucking ad game a lot longer than Facebook has. Right. Like Facebook, they were making a lot of their money from like the little games like Mafia Wars and shit like that. And then those guys started pulling out and like, hey, well, let's just develop stuff for app stores and, and whatnot. And I don't see as many like, you know, fucking virtual farming games on Facebook anymore. Granted, as little as I go there, uh, and I am seeing more ads. So you'll, you'll get your, your perverted wish to interrupt people's socializing with, with ads. I mean, the way I see it is, if it's happening to me, <laughs> I should be able to do it to other people. You know what I mean? I be if it's okay it. to, to, to specifically target me mm-hmm. and my need of drumsticks or hot teen babes or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. like... You know, yeah, it's a good question. I can no, throw my real estate sign in front of people. It, it makes me wonder how Google does does that. I mean, they must just store all your searches and yeah. your history and your cookies or something like that, and it comes yeah. through. And but I like, mean, it's like eerie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's 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 real. It really is scary yeah. how how specific, and, and it's it's almost immediate. Like our our the other night, I googled like. Po- drawing political cartoons and was hoping for, you know, some sort of website where I could get some free tutorials and learn how to draw political cartoons, mm-hmm. whatever. And for the next like two days, every website I went to that had Google ads, which is pretty much 90, 95% of the freaking internet, it was like everywhere, you know, this book is number one political cartoon <laughs> book of all of them order now on Amazon for Kindle you know blah 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 and it's like damn that's scary first it knows I have a Kindle secondly of all it knows I want books 
about political cartoons. Mm -hmm. Third, it knows to mix the two, and it's got an own fucking ad mixing the two. Like, it's got a pre-made, ready-to-go, like, graphic designer spent some time on this ad about a political cartoon book, how-to manual for Kindle. <laughs> At in front of your house, a picture that they match on, exactly. on Google Earth, they could do that. I'm waiting for the day when they just knock on your door and start giving you shit and saying, you're going to want this in two and a half weeks. What? A fucking new microwave. Trust me. And then like two and a quarter weeks, your microwave dies. Something like that. I'm, I'm waiting for the future guessing of what I don't even know I want yet. Just like, here is some shit and I have no money. And they just take it out of your bank account. And you don't care because you like having it. Yeah. <sighs> I turn the do not track stuff on all my browsers. And it still gets through <clears throat> a little bit. But I'm not so terribly bombarded. Right. And I don't go to Facebook often. When I go to Facebook, I feel like I'm going to the other side of tracks to buy some crack or something. Like, I just, I get jumped by people like, hey, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Bloop, bloop. And all this, like, right. people, people. Yeah. I mean, there's too many people on Facebook. Right. I just want to go there and it's like, I'm just here to get my mail, you know. And right. like, oh, people I care about, are they still alive? Okay. It's great. like walking down to the... You know, when you're in the college dorm and you walk down to the quad mailbox to check your mail. Right. Everybody's looking at Hey, what's up? I got some pictures of my cat. He's you drinking got, a soda. You got any smoke, man? Cause, no, 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 just get my mail. Just, just my, my mail. I got some pictures of my daughter. She's in a swimming pool and she's dressed like a cupcake. I'm like, Honey, I don't care. I so, see the kid every day. What else you got going on, man? What what you got for us this week, this month, this year, actually? Uh, well, uh, I've taken on some uh, sideline graphic design stuff for, okay. for a company here in uh, South Mississippi. Pray and, tell. Uh, it's going all right. Uh, I mentioned briefly before we started recording, uh, their graphic designer... Uh, they they don't want to get him involved on this. I guess he's hard to get a hold of. Maybe he's got bigger accounts, bigger fish to fry. So they need like edits on stuff and some modification of existing logos. So I'm kind of going in there and fucking with somebody else's artwork and rearranging it, which is okay, but it's still kind of weird. I mean, so the guy you're sprucing, whose work you're sprucing up, mm -hmm. is a current employee. No, no, no. He's he's um, uh, contracted, like I am. Okay. You know, uh, like a contract okay. on a house or something. And this contractor has built 90% of the house, and they want uh, a bathroom added on. But the house all has a certain theme going for it. You know? right. So i got to match his style and put in my two bits. But I asked for all the source material, because I'm sure you're familiar with Photoshop files, and when you're creating graphic work for the nerds out there who do not know yet, shame on you, you should, you're a nerd, um, Photoshop files are divided into layers, and you can kind of imagine them like old-school cartoons that were actually painted on transparent sheets of plastic that were layered on top of one another, uh, like those layers. So you can have an object on a layer and manipulate it without messing the stuff below it and above it and able to align it just how you want. Um, the guy whose work I'm going in and fidgeting with is way more talented than I am. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I'm, I'm comfortable admitting that. I'm good. I can do good things, some, some nice things. It's even more challenging when you're going and working on somebody else's stuff because you're trying to meet somebody else's already established look and feel. Uh, and then you're messing with their source files. You're trying like a reverse engineer Nazi rocket or something. You don't have those source materials that he worked with. I got to kind of go in and break it apart piecemeal. And it's kind of in a weird way. Well, it, it's taking a long time to do some relatively simple things. Well, I mean, does he have 500 add-ons that you're going to have to add uh, on to Photoshop because no. I know you know all those when it gets down into fonts and right crazy yeah. ass colors and shit uh, like that fonts that's the big thing like the fonts he used are commercial fonts that you gotta pay like 200 bucks for and stuff like that right and I tried looking to rip them off from the internet anywhere well, I'm I could. sure you did I did and there's this one great website called Identifont Identifont.com not a sponsor of this show 
you can go there and it will ask you questions like, uh, is it serif or is it sans serif? You know what a serif is? Yes. It's like a little uh, embellishment on the corners of letters, like a little curve or something like that. And you're like, yes or no. Oh, are the letters straight? Are they slanted? Are they decorative? Are they suitable for reproduction? And it asks you uh, a series of yes or no questions to try to get you a set of fonts that meets that criteria. It's pretty cool. Um, and I was able to find some that are kind of close. Right. Uh, so I was kind of able to eventually get to where I need to be. But spending all that time going and, and trying to match that guy's paint color, you know, rather than just like, okay, I'm going to create something. Right. So it's a weird way for me to work. I'm not used to working like that. I can. But it, I'm afraid that it's taking more time than the client might think is necessary. You know, what if I go back to my client and they're like, oh, well, this should have taken you five hours. I'm like, well, actually, it took me about nine well, why? Because I had to go back in there and just rip it apart and do reconstructive surgery. Sure. And, and I don't know how to articulate that in a convincing way without somebody hearing, I'm trying to rip you off. Right. And so I, I'm caught in this dilemma. Of, well, I mean, in, in, in a way, you are ripping them off, but it's not your choice. Mm -hmm. It's the people who pay your your salary, as it were. Mm -hmm. That writes your check saying, hey, I want you to bite this guy's work, finish it up, change this, blah, blah, blah. I mean, of course, if it were up to you, you just take a fresh take on it and do your own thing. But, you know, you can't bite the hand that feeds, you know? Right, right. I, I, I think uh, I should have this conversation with my point of contact at the company and just say like, hey, this is uh, taking longer than expected because while I do have some files to work with, they're not the source file that is in Homeboy's computer who you are don't want to contact. Like my point of contact was like, uh, if we could not get in touch with him, it'd be better because I don't think they want Home Slice to know that they're not paying him, basically. Okay. Um, so there's that. So I can be like, okay, well, I'm just letting you know that it's taking a little bit more longer than expected. Or you can call him up on the phone, have him throw all his... Uh, true type fonts into a zip file and all his PSDs that he did this shit on and send them to me. And right. then I would work probably 30% <clears throat> less billable hours. There you go. Anyway, that's nice. That, that's perspective. Aside from that, uh, things have been okay. Things have been happening. Um, my kid's still alive despite our, our, our attempts. Um, repeated attempts. Repeated attempts. Yeah. And I don't know how many red flags I got to throw up before. Uh, uh, not Homeland Security. Who comes and takes your children away when you're a citizen? Um, Child Protective yes, Services. Yes, thank you. CPS. Thank you. Uh, those guys, I don't know where they're at. They're certainly not in my house. Um, doing good. Positive about 2013. Yeah, uh, I forced my way. Mm -hmm. uh, well, not really forced. I was invited over to your house for the first time ever. Um, kind of kind of by accident. First. Yep. I uh, I attended a birthday party for you that was in public, and I think some other people invited themselves over to your house, mm -hmm. at which point you were kind of obligated to invite everyone at the party over to your house. Is that how it and happened? That's how it happened. No. And then, and then we, we, we went to the house. Uh, I, I went that, that long way around to say, uh, your house is looking very good. Everything rarely does someone, and I'm in the real estate game, so I I have full authority to speak on this. But yeah. people have big plans, and they say, "This is what we're going to do in this room. We're going to draw a zebra, and there's going to be a chimp riding the zebra, and it's going to be in the background. There's going to be a waterfall, and it's going to be like a like a Brazilian night s scene, and and the sky is going to be at dusk." And then that's going to be this room. And in this room... We talked a lot of dr Cuban drug lords. Yes. In this room, we're going to have this kind of wallpaper. And it's going to have a floral pattern, which was in my grandma's house. We're going to recreate that. And we're going to have all the wallpaper drawn up and, and, and printed at a screen printer's facility on a special kind of paper that we can retrofit into wallpaper. We're going to put it on here in the kitchen. We're going to do ceramic tile we're going to do a custom ceramic tile job. We're going to do this. We're going to have a, back, a copper backslash here uh, for the ceiling. We're going to have a, 
we're going to have fluorescent lighting, but it's going to be in cast iron fittings. So it's going to be a very, very interesting, uh, you know, retro meets industrial kind of scene. Uh, in the master bedroom, we're going to be going for like a palatial feel. Uh, we're going um, <laughs> uh, to see this. We're going to use marble uh, and uh, and granite and an interesting array. We're going to have columns like Roman columns oh, yeah. uh, on both sides of the bed. It's going to be very nice. We're going to have a built-in bookshelf here across from the mantle holding the uh, the big screen TV. And then you go into their house two years later, and it's like everything's painted white, like the eggshell <laughs> off-white, and it's just low-grade carpet. And you're just like, yeah, it's that's kind of what I... What yeah, we just had a table happen. all that. But everything you said you were going to do in your house... Is 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 done. I mean, everything you said in each room. This is what we're going to do. Was actually done. So that's that's pretty impressive. That that you not the job itself. It looked horrible. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it was it was it, it all looked great and 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 it was. But like I say, what what caught my eye even more than the fact that it looked good was the fact that everything you said you were going to do, you actually followed through and did, which is very, very rare in the new home. Yeah, the world. excited new homeowner. Yes. Prospect. Yeah. Uh, thanks for that. Yeah. <clears throat> I, um, I, don't, I don't know. I, I probably more aware of my limitations and my my seasoned years right. uh, having worked uh, on set painting and stuff like that before and know the meticulous stuff like somebody's like oh yeah we can paint this room in a day it's like okay well if you're it's a 80 square foot room and you're just slapping one coat of paint on it maybe but yeah. if you're doing any kind of artistic panache that you want to actually look at and live in it's yeah. probably going to take some more care and concern one day is just you know patching holes if that right um so yeah we do have plans for other areas of the house but we're like okay when we have that money to be able to make that rain one step at a time exactly and we're in a comfortable place and like we still want to you know tile uh the countertop in the kitchen the kitchen's like 90 percent done but thank you for that yeah no uh as i remember it you guys uh were gonna jet out of uh the bar we were at and I was just using that as a good excuse of like, oh, God, I, I re- you haven't seen my place. Let's do that if you guys are up and going already. And then I knew that we had some beers in the fridge. And I was like, oh, that'd be nice to give back to people at least one beer pop for coming out of my birthday, undeserved as I am. Right. Uh, very, very <clears throat> undeserved. Quite. And uh, at that point, I was entertaining the idea of like, yeah, well, let's go to another venue, that other bar that my wife and other people want to go out, which I shouldn't have gone to. It wasn't terrible. It's just kind of a waste of time. I went there, saw a couple of people that I could have done without seeing. Now they're not great people. It's just like, oh, we came all the way out here and we drank a little more. And now we got to leave our car here and get a ride home and come back the next day and get it. Stay home and give me a blowjob. Yes. So thanks for coming out. Sure thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Any interesting Mardi Gras plans for you? Mardi Gras right around the corner. Though by the time this comes out, uh, we'll need to clarify. It's Mardi Gras 2013 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that we're talking about. uh, Is is at this point almost a week away. Actually, I hope to have this out. This will be out in plenty of time for Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras is what, like four or five weeks away? Yes, Mardi Gras 2014 is four or five weeks away from next Tuesday. Yeah, no, this is going to be out tomorrow. I'm nothing. I'm doing nothing. Uh, I'm I'm so hollowed well, by I'm my glad missing. You, you of You finally words. acknowledged that in yeah. your life. I'm no. That's where I'm going. I'm going nowhere, okay. and I'm doing nothing. Okay, it's kind of a hand in hand thing. No, I, I just like oh, I could try to go to New Orleans and blah blah blah. I think I no money, so why don't you try? And yeah. the missus in nursing school, and that's not going to work out. I mean, she can't spend a day cavorting right. around, and then I got to be home with the kid in the afternoons to beat her. Because if I'm not there, she's going to forget what my fist looks like. Right. Mm, so, what are your plans, Mister? You got plans and no kids? <laughs> I, I, I I really don't. Oh um, really? I'm, I might go to Endymion, which is on Saturday uh-huh. uh, the girlfriend has to work all week including Lundy Gras and Mardi Gras so uh, I mean we it's going to be a limited run a limited run and you know I have friends that would let me crash 
mm-hmm. in New Orleans, but it's just not the same. You know what I mean? Like when you live there, it's you walk out in your front yard and you barbecue and somebody brings Popeyes and somebody makes a pot of red beans and, you know, everybody drinks too much and parties too hard. And then you can walk back in your house and fall asleep on your own couch or your own yeah. bed. Oh, God, yeah. That's a whole other layer. Just the, or the... get sick in your own bathroom. Right. And Or now... know the sto- stoop you're throwing up on. Exactly. And now it's just kind of like out-of-town guest crashing on the sofa. Living Where do I out park? Of, staying, you know, living out of a duffel bag for a couple of days. And it's very college, mm-hmm. but I'm not in college anymore. And I feel it when I do that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, I'll wake up and my back hurts from sleeping on somebody's fucking shitty futon that mm-hmm. I've had in the back bedroom for 30 fucking years. And, you know, it's just, I, I don't like that feeling. And I don't have the money to get a cushy suite on St. Charles at a hotel and do that whole thing, which is only one step up from the fucking futon. So, I think, I don't know. And I, I guess until I own a vacation home in New Orleans it's or move back there full time, it's going to be abbreviated Mardi Gras celebrations. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you, you have somewhat of the freedom to go. I know the pain in the ass factor uh, of getting out there. Like, I didn't even take that into consideration. That's just... Going to New Orleans for me is kind of that because it's like, oh, a place to park and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, whether you're imposing on somebody even though you're crashing at their place. Right. I mean, if you guys can go, but, I mean, how much fun can you have and still be sober enough to drive back is a question. Um, You should do something for me and for all the people that can't. You should take that charge up. Let's talk about more things we're not going to do. Okay. This is good. Um, Let's Let's talk about becoming something. (laughs) Like a woman? No, you said talk about more things we're not going to do. And I said, well, let's talk about becoming something. (laughs) Wait, you're back in my nowhere nothing game. You got to see, it's been too long. Our our connection is a little rusty. You're I'm not, poor. You're, you're not getting getting where I'm going with these things. Yeah, you're you're like a minute or two behind. Behind. So what? I'll just be quiet and you talk for a minute, and then we'll be hopefully caught up. Okay, I'm sick of looking at you already. Um, Indiana Jones. Uh, they're talking. They're talking about making a fifth Indiana Jones. Spielberg Ooh. says that. Uh, uh, Spielberg says he's waiting on a new George Lucas script um, before they move forward, but Indiana Jones 5 is still on the to-do list. So did yeah. Disney get that when they bought out all of the Well, Lucas I mean, it's a, it's a Lucasfilm property, yeah. so I'm guessing that Disney is, is now the owners and the... Because uh, I heard Abrams is going to be tapped for the new Star Wars. I'm sure you heard that. I did. Everybody else... I did not hear about the new Indiana Jones. Are they going to bring back uh, Shia LaBeouf? This is uh, from The Hollywood Reporter. It says, In the aftermath of the deal where Disney bought Lucasfilm towards the end of last year, there was little mention of the Indiana Jones franchise. Disney at one stage was reported to have attributed no value to it when putting its sums together for the acquisition, which didn't sound promising. Furthermore, George Lucas has now stepped away from big blockbuster movies, and Steven Spielberg has suggested that his days with action cinema may well be behind him. We can't be alone in concluding that Indiana Jones 5 was looking very, very unlikely, but it seems there's still a chance that it may happen. In a new piece at The Hollywood Reporter, it's reported that producer Kathleen Kennedy, currently heading up Star Wars and Lucasfilm, may yet reunite with Spielberg, to make a new indie movie after all. I will not make another Indiana Jones film unless it's based on George's story, said Spielberg, with the article noting, Lucas intends for that to happen. We'll still believe it when we see it, but nonetheless, it appears there's still interest from the filmmakers, at least, in a fifth big screen adventure for indie. Yeah, they need to get uh, Steven Spielberg, Lucas, and Robert Zemeckis together, like, in a room... For a month and a half with nothing but whiskey, blow, steak, and lobster. 
Yes. And, and just have them pound out a script because between those three, I, I mean Spielberg. God bless him. He's he's still got it going on. You know, Spielberg produces consistently good stuff. Uh, anything that was lacking with Indiana Jones uh, in the Kingdom of the Crystal cock was uh, Lucas, I believe. Right. I blame him and the latest Star Wars installations that we've been subject to. Although I will go see it, ticket in hand, gladly. I saw The Hobbit there and back again. Really? An unexpected journey. You know what? I have not seen The Hobbit. I feel like a terrible nerd for admitting that. But it's weird because the girlfriend falls asleep in any movie. Yeah. Any movie you put her in front of. Out in 10 or 15 minutes. I'm a big movie nerd, but I don't feel like going and watching a three and a half hour Hobbit movie by myself. So it's kind of a weird... I enjoy seeing movies by myself. I do too, but I don't want to sit in a theater for four hours by myself. Right, right. Eh, so that one. Three and a half is more the mark. Yeah, I, I forgot about that that issue with your girl. I don't know how that is because I, I love films and stuff like that. I know you do too. I do. Uh, but I also know myself, I'm selfish enough to be able to enjoy it by myself. But I like, you know, you, know, you have that inherent, you want to share, ooh, this is cool, don't you think? Yes. That's got to be uh, a bit of a, a thing. But there are things that she does, I'm sure, and enjoys that you could care less about. That's true. It's called uh, athleticism. <laughs> do you just fall asleep? And or working Okay, out. we're going to go jogging. No, I fall asleep at the thought of jogging. I don't actually have to be jogging or having done wow. uh, any sort of, of of jogging or running. I, Here's I fall this. asleep at the mere thought. Brilliant idea. His and her matching treadmill and a 60-inch LED TV. Boom! You're watching movies. She's exercising. You're exercising. She's watching movies. Will there be a love seat on my treadmill? Uh-huh. Will there be any sort of no? upholstered chair? You got the bars. You can hold on to the bars. And you can like do the lean forward thing of like the out-of-shape lawyer and like New okay. York movies. If, if you put a futon on top of the treadmill, mm-hmm. I will gladly lay down and watch a movie. No, no. It's tricking you and tricking her. It's a double trick a I think that would work. Uh, anyhow, the Bilbo Baggins story. Um, yes. It was good. After deliberation, I decided not to see it in 3D because... 3D movies for, like, animated films, that's good. I can keep it there. I don't need to see my fucking dramas and shit like that in 3D. It doesn't do it for me. And the high frame rate stuff, that wasn't even playing around here, but every review I read of that high frame rate was like, ooh, The Hobbit, a soap opera. Um, And saw it and was very entertained. And, you know, uh, Martin Freeman's a a great Bilbo. He's he's Martin Freeman-y. I think he's got his own essence to himself that he's established in the UK office and brought through through his BBC Sherlock and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and his other uh, works that are his own personal quirks that he's So basically anything worth a shit that has come out of Great Britain in the last 15-20 years. Martin Freeman? Oh no, lots of that. Ricky Gervais is great. You wouldn't be anywhere without Ricky Gervais. Stephen Merchant who worked with him. Actually kind of like Stephen Merchant more. And there's the new Sherlock guy uh Benedict Cumberbatch. That's an actual name, not a brand of salad dressing. Come of ba- <laughs> batch of cum. Bend my bend my dick, come on my back. Yes. Um, and he plays Smog the Dragon, and also uh, the updated Sherlock. But it was good. Didn't seem as long as it was. We actually brought the kid there. She handled it well. She wasn't whining or bitching. So that's a good mark right there. I recommend seeing it in the movie theater. It's one of those you know theater experience films which we don't get to see a lot of. That's true. Uh, something I have been freebasing uh, has been the new Netflix original series. Oh. House of Cards. I've heard much about it. Yes, starring Kevin Spacey. Yes. And, uh, now, wasn't there, uh, uh, wasn't there a House of Cards with uh, Don Cheadle? No. 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 What's that called? No. House of Lies. House of Lies. Yes. As opposed to House of Cards. Yes. But there was a House of Cards that uh, was on the BBC in the mid-90s that I actually watched on Amazon Prime. You washed it? I washed it. Okay. Nightly. Okay. In slow circles. 
With lots of soap. With a microfiber cloth. No, okay. no, no, no soap. Just tap water and love. Sure. Uh, and I discovered on Amazon Prime, because I'm an Amazon Prime member, two-day free shipping. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, and that also entitles you to watch the Amazon Prime stuff on the, on the TVs. And I saw, ooh, House of Cards, a dusty old British guy. And I, I watched it, and it's kind of... It, the House of Cards with Spacey is based directly upon that. It's basically so. So give me a rundown on the story. narrative. Um, okay, um, character a uh, congressman that uh, interacts with the viewer, the audience, breaking the fourth wall as they call it. Uh, he is your Richard the Third. He is your Yago. He is the watch how I make them dance to get my goals no matter the cost and make them think that I'm the best person alive at the same time. So it's kind of got this whole conniving aspect to it where you're like, oh, he's a son of a bitch, but he's my son of a bitch. And uh, they've done a really good job of uh, translating it from British Parliament to United States Congress. I mean, they're not so dissimilar. Right. Um, In playing favors and playing people's uh, political ambitions against one another and using people's weaknesses, like there's this one guy that's like a recovering alcoholic and... One minute he's like berating him like a stern father and then like saying, where have you gotten with your life? You you don't even have your kids. You're not in your first marriage anymore. And then, but like, buck up. I know you can do it. I I have faith in you. Just kind of this insidious, like, really? Uh, That's fucking smarmy. And he affects this uh, South Carolina accent or North Carolina accent uh, in Kevin Spacey style. And, you know, gives little quirks to the camera and stuff like that. And his wife is played by Robin Wright, former Robin Wright Penn. Uh, very good looking, kind of like if Barbara Motley was like a good businesswoman, this would be her, very lean and sanguine and uh, sexy in her steel coolness. And uh, they just dropped all 13 episodes, like their first season at one time. I thought they were going to do like a week to week thing, but they just like, wow, put it all out there. So I'm up to like episode number seven or eight right now. And it's uh, good stuff. Highly recommended. Watch at least three rad. episodes. And speaking about House of Lies, I watched that because I heard such great things about Don Cheadle in that. Yes. Uh, I watched the first three episodes of that show. Don't think I'm going to continue. Right. But I gave it its day in court. Yeah, I watched probably three quarters of an episode. Wow, and, that's not a lot. No. And uh, I was like, eh. I got tired of how smart everybody was and how much they were fucking. I was like, that's that makes me feel bad. Yeah, I just thought it was one of those, like... We're so clever! What's, what's, what's hot right now? <laughs> what's popular right now? Okay, just throw it all in together and make a show about it. So... Yeah, yeah, it does, does smack of that. Yeah, That was, uh... Was Good performance, though. I can see where Cheadle, you know, it's like his little pet project, his little stage to shine on. So that that's cool. Good for him. Um, you uh, mentioned something about a Kindle having, yes? Yes. When did you get this Kindle? For Christmas? Did for Santa Christmas. bring it for you? Uh, yes. That's good. That's uh, good. You're a good boy. In the name of my girlfriend. Oh. Ho, ho, ho. Is it the uh, the Kindle or the Kindle Paperwhite? It is Kindle the, the, Color, the, the Kindle, Kindle Fire. Fire. HD. Fire HD. Yes. This tablet that wants to be an iPad. Yes. How is it? Something like that. Uh, it's okay. Uh, I mean, there, there are little things that... I mean, I enjoy it very much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay. She doesn't listen to this. That's true. But, I mean, I really do enjoy it. it, it but there are little things where you can tell it's definitely not, you know, an Apple Right. You know, I mean, the, 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 the browser's a little wonky. Um, uh, some of the, the apps for it are, are wonky. Mm-hmm. Like the Facebook app for it you, doesn't have chat. Um, just little things like that, you know. Right. But overall, it's great. Um, How is it for reading books? Uh, it, it's... It's good. I, I'm a sucker for an old, you know, I'm a sucker for a paper book. I've mm-hmm. told you that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the political cartoon mm-hmm. book, I got that for $3 on Kindle. There you go. And I was able to, you know, I'm able to blow up the drawings and say, okay, okay, I see what they did That's there. Cool. You know, so it's, 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 it's got its, its pluses. Mm-hmm. But like I say, I'm a sucker for an old pick up a paper book and 
flip some paper and so am I. But when I can borrow nine hundred books from a community of peers, sure, that fits where your house pad fits right now, right? Uh, I'm okay with that. Um, but I do love you know the texture, the smell, the oomph, the atmosphere <laughs> of an getting into an old book. Yes. Um, I love it very much. But I, I don't have the occasion to plop into them as comfortably as some of these ebooks. Uh, and I too, Santa, in guise of of my lady, brought me a Kindle, uh, the simple Kindle that is just the gray right. e ink stuff, right? Which I was kind of like, oh, this is great. I I like Apple. <laughs> what are you trying to tell me? Like, we're through? Uh, no, no. I was very surprised by it, and very like, you shouldn't have got this for me, right? Um, but then it dawned on me, like maybe she doesn't want me using her iPad that. I ostensibly got for her, but I use all the time. Right. So, and since then, it's been great. I've uh, torn through uh, a lot of books on it. Got some public domain books. Bought Stephen King's uh, new essay, "Guns." You should invest. It's ninety nine cents. It's about. It's a. You can sit down and read it one time, but it's a very smart ass, but just honest kind of response to America's freak out of guns, gun control, and. People on both sides of the fence, and he's selling it. Yeah, what that, that a was fucking my, dickweed. <laughs> that was my man. first response. It's like, how much is he donating to children with blown off heads? I was like, eh, it's a book, you know. Of that, he probably gets sixty six cents a copy. His publisher gets a third, but he's not writing it like in remembrance of Sandy Hook, which I'm sure people will do, like little stamp books and things like that. Um, it's uh, it's good. He has my money. Stephen King's given me good stuff in the past. I mean, how how long? A couple is of it? ducats. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe about a hundred pages. Really? Mm-hmm. He wrote a hundred pages on gun control. It's about a penny a page, maybe. Hell, it might be shorter than that. Anyway, it's worth it. Uh, it's brief. You can do it in one sitting. I did, um, and it's uh, funny and and honest. You know, basically, people don't need fucking assault guns to defend their home, and if you can't stop a home invasion with a shotgun, then you're fucking gonna die anyway. Um, just very sensible things like that. Yeah, I uh, I had a Facebook status uh, when when all this first happened. You know, recently when all this shit started to hit the fan, like the first day or two of it all, I, I, I had a Facebook status that said, "If you need a banana clip to protect your home." You don't need a gun. You need a U-Haul. Because that is my feeling. That if you need... If you're saying the <laughs> reason you have that AR-15... That's a great statement. With a 40-round clip. Mm-hmm. Is to protect your house from burglars. Then you need to stop worrying about your fucking gun. And you need to move to a better part of fucking town. That's 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 my opinion. Well, the argument I hear is like, well, if the government gets to have them, you know, yeah. who's going to protect me against the sure. government kind of thing? I'm like, the fuck? What are you doing, first of all? What are you doing? Oh, well, what if some gang comes in and blah, blah, blah? Why would a gang fucking fuck with you? Are you a drug dealer? Are you involved in a gang? Guess what? They're probably not going to come and shoot you up. They yeah. might, but... Yeah, my, 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 my response to that whole... I've heard that a lot, where people say, "Oh, it's a you know a well-regulated militia, you know, Second Amendment to pr- protect ourselves from an unjust government and blah blah blah." I'm like, "Okay, so your fucking assault semi-assault rifle, your semi-automatic assault rifle, your SKS, your your AK, your uh, AR-15, whatever it is, that gonna protect you from a drone strike?" Really? Mm -hmm. You think if the U.S. government, as it stands today, with its weaponry, you think you're going to defend yourself from its its firepower? Oh, that's a good point. How many millions of people with their fucking squirrel guns and .22s and shotguns and AR-15s could one drone wipe out in a matter of 10 minutes? Well, not even that. Let's say um, the government is rounding up people to put in FEMA camps, you know, a good conspiracy that's going around right now. Yes. So you have an AR-15. Okay, congratulations. You kill the initial five task members that come to your house to get you and your family and put them in this imaginary FEMA camp. 
guess what? 30 more are coming. Yes. Okay, you slap in another clip. You, know, you take down 15 of them. Okay, they got smoke grenades now on your place. I mean, like, where do you stop yeah. preparing for them to take you away? Yeah. Not. A, you know, a tank like, oh. just sent 15 mortars into <laughs> your fucking living room. Yeah. Congratulations. You and your entire family are and fucking guess what? dead. You're not that special to put into a prison camp. And, hi, we're, we don't want to be in a prison camp. We yeah, don't what are you, fucking Nelson Mandela? We are consumers. We're relatively a well-behaved populace, right? right? As long as we keep buying shit and the economy goes around. I mean, that's the number one thing I just throw up in these people's faces. We're like, oh, yeah, FEMA camp, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, why? To what end? Yeah. Here's a bullshit meter. If you hear some weird conspiracy that sounds scary... Go to Snopes.com and see if there's anything washing that bullshit away. And then if there's not, ask yourself this question. To what end? To right. what end for a forced labor camp full of Americans? Anyway, that's all I'm going to say on that. So, Kendall, very good. I'm currently reading Game of Thrones book three. No, book two, Clash of Kings. Yeah. I'm reading behind that last season we saw. Yes. Eagerly anticipating for winter to be over and GOT season three to March, come. March thirty first, baby. You're on it. Very good. March thirty first. Summer is coming. I have some. Uh, I have some even better news for you. Something that may be available around the time uh, Game of Thrones season three premieres. Uh, I take it you have been to Taco Bell at some point in the last two years. I have. You have seen the Doritos Locos Tacos. I know of it. You know of it. They're very good. I will not have one. One common question that pops into one's mind when they see the nacho cheese Dorito. When is Satan coming back? Is, man, you know what would would be really good? Instead of the nacho cheese Dorito flavored taco shell, how badass would it be to have a Cool Ranch Dorito flavored taco shell? I'm not advising these for, for health purposes, but what I'm saying is... This is written in the Book of Revelations. Soon to be available oh. at your local Taco Bell, the Taco Bell CEO says Cool Ranch Doritos Locos Tacos are on the way. So, there you have it. Um, I heard that the Dorito Taco was really kind of a letdown. It was just like a regular taco shell like dusted with the Doritos special powder. That's true. It wasn't like a Dorito shell. That it's actually uh, flakier and crust and, and I don't know crisper. Yeah. Perhaps it wouldn't actually hold the structural integrity that a taco requires. Well, once you put the whatever it is, three ounces, four ounces and of lettuce. grade D grease, <laughs> uh, the, the no matter how crispy the shell once was, it quickly is diluted to just a grease. Right, right. Pocket. So you need a tortilla that's fried to kind of be the consistency of like a snappy cardboard or something that can kind of soak it up and withhold it and at the same time yes. relent against your teeth. Yes. Um, I, I lament the Taco Light days where that was the best shell in the universe and they used to make the little taco salads out of that same shell. It was this white corn flour uh you know uh you could almost powder it in your fingers it was so fine and delicate and it was great i mean that's that was like back when taco bell started dude um i missed that i missed that yeah i get a taco bell hankering every now and then but not so often you eat there often uh i do not uh it's once in a blue moon and i regret it for about a day and a half afterwards you feel dirty so about once every month I, I say, oh, you know what would be so good right now? And I just got a big Mexican pizza with extra cheese on it. Mm. And then I eat it, and then the next day I am I wake up in the morning and I think... In your underwear in the backyard. That was one of the worst decisions I've made in <laughs> about a month, actually. <laughs> so, 20 more days to go. Yes. So uh, there's that. Well, um, a man stole uh, a gigantic gilded cookie from a German bakery recently, like a, an ornament they had hanging up above this bakery. Okay. Gilded in gold, uh, kind of like a European biscuit cookie almost, you know, uh, not our typical round cookies. 
And uh, letters were sent to the local Metropolitan Police with uh, images of this gilded cookie and a man dressed as Cookie Monster holding it. Hmm. And uh, he sent letters to the police uh, cut out of a newspaper, ransom style, Hmm. but then had just delivered it. He made means for them to come back and get it. It was just for a gas, I guess. I don't really know any more details than that. But I got to imagine that kind of criminal mind and really give him props because that's that's not vandalism really i mean that's kind of comic mischief almost you know it's safe enough for an animated film from pixar i like that i wish more criminals would do those kind of things unless like blowing up children's heads and stuff right the world would be a better place um after we we wrap up this episode i will tell you a story of some uh mischief i was uh involved in uh, as a teenager, and I think you will enjoy it, and you will mm-hmm. laugh. Um, but anywho, uh, what are you nerding on? Well, nerding on uh, Game of Thrones right now. Game of Thrones. Really, and uh, that at night as I go to bed, reading that. Uh, I try to read in the daytime, too. Sometimes I get drowsy, though. Uh, and hey, <laughs> <laughs> with the winters as cold as they are. Uh, like, look how that... that that one statement just kept deviating. Like, uh, you know, well, uh, I, I like to read. I like to read in the day sometimes. I get drowsy. I need to take sleeping medicine. You know, uh, muscle relaxers are even better. My grandma has back spasms. It just, like, kept going and going and going. Part of my psychotic spiral. And then uh, House of Cards. I'm working on that. Oh, and started playing a new video game. Uh, Batman Arkham City that's been out for quite a while. Yeah. Borrowed it from somebody because you know, I want to pay 60 bucks for a video game. Not a very big gamer. Sure. But I really enjoyed the Batman game. It, it's uh, it's very well uh, done and acted from the uh, Tim Burton version of the cartoons that Warner Brothers put out where right. uh, Mark Hamill, Scott, Luke Skywalker, does uh, the Joker. Just the the best animated Joker voice, I think. I'm glad you. Pretty you, arguably. I'm glad you you explained who Mark Hamill was to me because mm-hmm. I had no idea. Well, it's for all the nerds. Okay, yeah, they're young. They Members of know. the proletariat may that may not know. Not Anakin. Yeah. Um. And you. Just, you know, I've actually been writing a lot of stand up lately. Really. Um. I have set a goal to release a, a, a new album this year. So I really want to, I've been working very hard at getting, for the past, I don't know, two years, three years probably, every joke I've written, I've just written on a scratch sheet of paper and thrown in a folder. And and, and the sets that I've done in that time span have been uh, cultivated from that folder. What has typically in years past been my uh, my modus operandi has been to take those sheets, scraps of paper, and write them in my, my book, mm-hmm. my stand-up notebook. Um, I had one notebook that I carried for years. It filled up. And it, it's kind of like the second line of creativity. And that I have the kernel, the seed of the of the idea for the bit. Right. And I write it down on a scratch sheet of paper. And I stick that in the manila folder. And then the next level is I go through the manila folder. I see the bit. I flesh it out. Mm-hmm. I say, that's crap. Develop that never, it. Yeah. Or manicure. And then I add that to the journal once it's it, it's 75 to 80% of where it needs to be. I add it to the journal. So that way my journal is not full of crap. Mm-hmm. You know, it's full of kind of where I want stuff to be. Then once I get a lot of a significant amount of pages together in the journal, I'll start to flesh out, you know, okay, these, all these jokes, these bits go under this theme or category, you know, these go here, flesh it out, change things, tweak it. And then I start to be able to put, okay, this is a whole 15 minutes on, you know, relationships. And then I add that 15 minutes to my love slash relationships act mm-hmm. and go from there. But uh, that's yeah. uh, that's exciting. That's cool. I, I I really 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 want this album to happen. Are you gonna been... 
I mean, where are you going to tread the boards to this? Where are you going to throw it out there? Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm going to warm it up on a couple of, you know, maybe do a show in Jackson, uh, maybe do a local show, and then probably record the album in New Orleans, do, do a live show, try and have a bunch of friends there, um, and, and, and people that, that I know will be good. You know, I'm not saying give me laughs on shitty jokes. Right. I just mean I don't want to walk in a off friendly the, house. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. want to walk in off the street to Joe Bob's fucking pool hall and record an album. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want people to know that they're going there for stand-up comedy, and I want to have an opening act, and I want it to be actual, you know, fucking gig. So that's um, cool. I'm excited for you. And then once I have that album in hand then I can start to book a new tour to promote that album, you know, and actually hit up some of the haunts that I did, you know, when I was touring full time. So I could, you know, I can do Vegas and do some California shows and do some Northwest shows and do a Chicago show. And, you know, and I've called a few of, of, of the bookers or people that I used to work with and said, Hey, you know, I'm, trying to come up with an come out with a new album later this year and then put together a tour you know would you have me just right. kind of putting out the feelers right, right. like hey i'm still welcome will you still book me in your town and uh gotten some really positive responses so i'm hoping to have a good album to to get out there and hit the road with uh later this year right on so good for you we'll god damn i'm happens. doing nothing i'm going nowhere <laughs> <laughs> See how I brought it back to me. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, if you need any help with uh, graphic design, I know a guy. I, I most definitely will will need some help. Apparently, on that. This, there's this other talented guy that I'm mopping up his work. Maybe I can get in touch with yeah. him. <laughs> can you call him? I need some font. <laughs> that guy whose work you're fixing. Uh, that's all. Uh, do you have a, a timeline? Um, not really. I mean, I don't want to rush it because mm-hmm. my first album I felt was a little rushed, mm-hmm. and I it, it wasn't ultimately what i thought it could be right well is it ever no but but this time around i'm a much more seasoned performer i'm a better writer i have a lot better material i mean that first album i did i'm very proud of that album but i it was recorded in 2007 before i had even you know, before I lived in L.A., before I did a ton of shows, before I really developed into the comic, mm-hmm. I feel like I am. Mm-hmm. So, and, and and the material on that first album, there lies the joke, is Bing. like the first seven years. I mean, there were jokes on that album that I had written my freshman year of college. Good jokes, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that's how old they were because that's how long it took me to get 45 minutes of comedy that I was really fucking proud of that I thought was good enough to go on a CD. And, you know, now it's been six years, five, six Mm -hmm. years since that last album came out. And I feel like I've got an ample amount of material to be able to sift through and be picky as to what I want in this next album. So I can do 45 minutes or an hour album and actually have it be... Polished to be where you something, want to, yeah. You know? Be something that people listen to it and be like, hey, that's, that's a fucking solid album. You know? Nice. And that's... I, I hope so. You know, well, That's I the best that's, thing to do with experience is like, how can I, you know, make my shit better yeah. and sharper? Yeah. And... Yeah. Not many people bother to do that. <laughs> no, and that's the thing, you know. People, when you, whenever I hear somebody that is like, "Oh, you know, I can do, I could do two hours of comedy," you know, you and they be a joint man. I'm funny. Yeah, they've been doing it for three years. I'm like, motherfucker, please. Like, if you have. If you've been doing comedy three years and you have 20 minutes, you're lucky. Yeah, that begs the question. How good is this two hours? Exactly. I'm like, sure. Cash out after 15 minutes? There are a ton of people that you give them a few Crown and Cokes and they could sit up on a stage and talk for two hours. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean it's fucking A-list stand-up comedy. 
So, you know, I, I, I'm just hoping to, 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 to be able to siphon it down, sift it down to, to a really solid 45 minutes to an hour. And then, well, cool, man. I know I and the proletariat eagerly await the funny. Well, uh, uh, I'm looking forward to bringing it. So, all right, folks. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, hope to see you. Follow us on Twitter. You're missing some good shit on Twitter if you're not following us at Nerd Aristocracy. So, get on Twitter. Do and that. Click follow and tell your friends to. It's good stuff. And you get all kinds of responses on there. All right, folks. We will see you later. Later, guys. Later! You just got your asses whipped by a bunch of damn nerds. Nerds! Nerds!